Hello and welcome back to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gimmage, and joining me for the third time is a good friend of the show now and friend off the show as well, Mr. Rian Gibson, principal and author of the Diz Wiz series. He's already dropping his fourth book and has some more on the way. So I'm excited to talk with uh, Rian and some of his career transitions and, and really even how we've grown over time, man, because it's been about three years since we've met and probably done some of these episodes. So before we get into all that, I want to make sure to tell everybody to subscribe to our channel on YouTube at SEO Educators. Visit our website, seoeducators.com. And of course, press the subscribe button for the Dash podcast on iTunes and Spotify. You can also listen on our YouTube channel. So with that, Rion, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you uh, have this conversation again because it's been a while, like you said. Absolutely. You know, we were talking about, I think we spoke a month or two ago, and uh, during our first podcast episode, you had not yet written any of the Dizwiz series. It was just an idea. I think my book had just come out, and uh, we shared a uh, author consultant, and she's continued to, to publish for you and, and hopefully publish for myself as well again here in the future. So, so that's cool. How's that journey been for you in such a short time? Man, it's been a blessing. You know, it's been a blessing. Like you said, uh, we started off just having that conversation before any of this was actually reality. It was just in its conception and in its thought phase. And then uh, after publishing my first two, I ended up purchasing my own publishing company and professional development company and then released my third book. And now I'm releasing two books this year in 2022. Uh, the next one will be Diz Wiz and the Crickety Critics. And um, my first book geared towards mature audiences, ages 16 and up, is called mm -hmm. Remnants. And that's about, you know, healthy relationships and uh, finding love and actually having a, a relationship where you can love holistically without uh, being reserved. Mm, mm, mm. Wow, we got to get into all that. So I know back when we started again in that original conversation, you already had the idea for the whole series. So is what you're putting out in your fourth installment, is this the installment that you, was it already written or was it just a concept that you just wrote out over time? Yeah, it's all concepts. You know, um, when I thought about the Diz Wiz series, you know, that just goes back to my um, experience and uh, knowledge as being a school counselor and thinking about the different themes of the students I interacted with. Mm being a counselor in a school as well as outside of the school and, um, you know, seeing themes that people struggle with. And then I took those themes, put them inside of books and made them morals for kids. So that way they can get those, that knowledge, you know, while growing up. So that way yeah. when they be adults, you know, they have all those skills and life skills that they need to be successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. What's been, what's been the reception so far? I mean, obviously if you write in book number four and five, you're, you're getting a good reception from the book. So who's, Who's using the Diz Wiz series right now? Like, what are some of the success stories or conversations that you've had with people in the series? Man, the crazy part and overwhelming part is like, it's parents, it's students, it's like people I've never even talked to before. You know, mm. luckily, you know, my, my email address is inside of each publication. So sometimes I get long emails or I might do a podcast similar to this. And then afterwards I get an email, somebody saying, hey, I read your book and it had this type of impact on me. And, you know, or uh, I give you an example for last year, we were in remote learning, you know, with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the themes in my first book, speaking in this way, speaking into existence, is uh, today will be better than yesterday. So having that optimism and, you know, um, overcoming self-doubt. And I had a parent email me saying that 
that was her and her son's theme to make it through remote learning because he wouldn't want to engage, you know, and, uh, you know, he was having some bad days. So she started saying that phrase to him. Today's going to be better than yesterday. And just mm -hmm. hearing those type of things, man, just reiterate my purpose and reiterate my passion. And uh, like I said, you know, I'm a very faithful man. Uh, God right. got fruition for me. So with that being said, it's just a blessing to just be able to put out something positive, people to receive it and utilize it in their life. And it helped them, you know, uh, foster success, whatever that mm -hmm. is to Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so it's so powerful. I think there's I think in one of the third, maybe the fifth episode we had of the Dash podcast, um, a man said, you know, when you see someone living their dream, it makes you either want to be a part of that dream or start to live your own. And so that's that's something that you can inspire to. or That's something you can inspire as a principal, as an author, you know, in, in many different ways. And so when you're able to follow that to a T or you're able to really live out that dream, you know, there's something that's very commendable, that's very, very respectable and even honorable in that manner. <clears throat> I know that you're looking at how you can deepen and even continue to expand your impact with the Dizwiz series and, and you're making transitions in your own career. Can you talk about, you know, your transition uh, in education and, and why now is the right time to do that? Yeah. I mean, well, in regards to the transition, you know, like I said, it's just been an amazing blessing to start off with, you know, the first time I wrote my first book, I put it in the notes section of my phone. You know, that's why I wrote mm -hmm. the book. And then now all of a sudden it got published and seen it all come to fru uh, fruition. And now, like I said, I'm on my fourth publication. And now people are reaching out to me like, hey, uh, can you come speak at this venue to talk mm -hmm. to most of my students? Um, actually, I'll be speaking. I'm the headlining speaker at the Harold Washington Colleges on April 21st, 2022, from 5 to 6 p.m. And uh, I'll be talking to their students um, for their WOW event, which is Words of Wisdom. So mm -hmm. being able to go to these large venues and tell students, you know, um, follow your dreams. Because at the end of the day, um, I got a quote on my like I'm school principal in my office I have a huge whiteboard and every day I do a different quote and the quote of the day yesterday was only those who can see the invisible can do the impossible mm. and what I mean by that is like you got to have faith you got to see it before it ever happens I imagine you know my first publication before I ever seen it and held it in my hands I imagine being a school counselor before I ever ascertained that position and so on and so forth so we got to constantly keep that imagination going in our mm. mind of what's greater to come instead of just seeing our circumstances and leaving it at that. So because I have, I'm a visionary and I see um, where I want to go and I can imagine that, I'm taking those tangible steps to do that. And when in doing so, it's leading me to a transition. So I started off as a building leader and now I'm getting these opportunities to go and motivate different uh, students in different uh, colleges. And uh, I also did Oswego uh, East High School's uh, BSA's career day event where I talked about authorship and, you mm -hmm. know, my way as well so um that just led to me having those speaking engagements and those speaking opportunities and that's why i'm transitioning out of education to try not to just impact people on a local level but impact people on a national and international level because like you said me and you haven't talked in three years but social emotional learning is still a very prevalent and very relevant topic and mm -hmm. it's going to change mm -hmm. so with that said you know you got to make sure that um all the lessons that if you got an opportunity basically to spread that on a larger stage then you know you should see that moment and yeah opportunity guys presented me with and i'm trying to go and uh do that do it all That's the way yep you got to live your dream man you got to live your dream you know too much too many times 
they say everybody has uh, like a million dollar idea, but most people, most people die with that idea. So the graveyard ends up being the most wealthy place on the planet because that's where all your dreams and aspirations go to that's die. Awesome. But but if you act on that one idea, that, that those two ideas, you change not just your life for success, but you become significant to the people around you. And so that that's what that's what you know it sounds like you're really striving for. Can you let me in? Can you let us in a little bit too? The vision. I remember. I remember hearing you discuss the BizWish series and your vision to release these books. So as you make this transition, and you, you kind of touched on it already, but what is it that you see next happening with the BizWish series and, and your 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 business um, entrepreneur lane that you're going into? I love that word entrepreneur too. That's my first time hearing it. So mm. <laughs> in the future, I like that. Yes, sir. Uh, but like you said, you got to follow your dreams. And one of my favorite quotes is you either sacrifice for your dreams or your dreams become the sacrifice. Mm. And with that being said, you know, um, when I was thinking about my vision, I'm like, man, you know, all these different themes and all these different concepts and the publications that I'm doing for children, how I'm going to reach adults who need that same information, but just may need it in a different format or a different way. So um, that's what made me think about releasing books toward gears towards them, which uh, led me to remnant. Um, and which led me to writing remnants. However, um, also my professional development is geared towards adults. So sometimes when I go to these venues, you know, I'm talking to adults, trying to get them to ascertain a lot of these same social emotional skills that I'm putting yeah. in our publications. So that way we get the, the books, you know, the children's motivational books, we're getting that for the kids and then we get the PD for the adults. So we're really encompassing everyone. Mm -hmm. um, those valuable SEL skills that they could use to be better individuals. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that's that's really well said, Rian. And I think one of the things that stood out and what you said and what I've really started to realize over at the more I do training, the more I do development, is that the, the skills don't change, you know, just like the principles for success. If you read, I, I read Og Mandino, Jim Rohn, Dick Ziegler, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, all those yeah. people, and they all basically say the same thing in their own way. So if you can if you can just grasp and choose a few principles of life that you're going to hold on to and you're going to be convicted about, then you're going to have whatever success means to you. And I think the same is true when we think about SEL and these different skills that we're building. Like everybody, like the skills that self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, social management, um, relationship skills, like those things just don't change. That there's there's principles and principles mean that they're truths you know and truths don't change over time i think some people use the word evergreen so the skills and the training that we provide our kids have to and should be provided to our adults as well because these are skills that yes we should learn as kids but we don't actually ever stop learning throughout our life we're social emotional beings as said by dr elias and david adams on one of our recent episodes as well yeah. And, you know, if you don't get support in whatever you need to be supported in, what area, area, whatever area you need to be supported in SEL, it's going to, that issue is going to continue to persist. And what I mean by that is you, if you're a child with uh, poor conflict management skills or poor conflict resolution skills, if you don't get support or, or learn positive coping mechanisms, 
to uh, handle conflict, then you're going to continue those same uh, attributes as an adult. Like they just never go away. You can't say, oh, well, mm-hmm. they'll be learning how to be, you know, behave or learning how to handle uh, conflict uh, appropriately and not having a Will Smith, Chris Rock type of reaction. <laughs> we don't want that, you know, right? Yeah. Now you got to understand, you, if you don't develop those skills as a young adult, yeah continue into your adulthood and those problems and those consequences are going to continue to 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 persist because you don't have an alternative method of getting your need met the need is going to continue to exist but if you don't have an appropriate means of addressing that need then you're going to continue with the only method you know and Mm -hmm. i don't look at anybody up for failure um yeah what are some of the skills so like in in the Dizwiz series are you focused on the the core castle competencies and like doing one lesson per book or all the lessons, what, what are the skills and the competencies that you're teaching through the DizWiz series? Mm-hmm. Each one is a different SEL lesson. So the first one, um, DizWiz Speaking Into Existence, that's about positive self-talk and overcoming uh, tumultuous uh, moments or failure. We're all going to have failures. And either you're going to internalize that failure and mm-hmm. feel down about it, or you're going to utilize that failure as a learning experience, learn and grow from it. So that's that first book. That second book, Diz Wiz Hungry Charlie, you know, um, that's about connecting with others who are different from us. Mm. So this could be different socioeconomically. This could be different racially, um, you know, sexual orientation, whatever the difference may be. We still have to manage how to connect with someone that's not like us. Yeah. That's that book. Uh, Diz Wiz Officer Tennessee. That's all about breaking down predispositional beliefs. You know, oftentimes we have, uh, if you see a slow driver in front of you, most people be like, oh, that's the old person. Mm. You never know that that could be a new driver, you know? So that, that's the predisposition mm. of mm. that we have. And that book is teaching you to kind of do away with that. Give everybody yeah. a slate, give everybody a fair chance. Uh, Diz Wiz and the Crickety Critics, this one's going to be released June 8th for this year, uh, 2022. And uh, that's all about how to handle criticism. And in the world, especially being in a leadership position, whether you're a politician on a micro yeah. A macro level, a building leader, whatever it may be, um, whatever role that you're a figurehead in, you're gonna have to deal with some criticism. You're gonna handle, you know, you're gonna have to deal with some some pretty hard conversations, and you're still gonna have to be successful regardless of what people are saying about you or what people are thinking about you. You got to keep the goal at the forefront of your mind, and uh, that's what that book is about: like handling criticism in a positive way and using that to catapult you to your destiny versus using that to define who you are intrinsically. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm. so I'll have one of those things. Yeah. I'm gonna go deeper and deeper every time. And over the eight, because uh, it's gonna be eight books in the series, but over the eight books, after you read those eight, you're gonna ascertain life skills that you can utilize long after you finish reading that book. And yeah. that's what it's about. So you can do that. Is it is it gonna be is have you been doing like one a year? So you do one a year for eight years? Uh, Honestly, it's been like two a year, okay. uh, but one year uh, I skipped because I was, that's when I was purchasing my company, getting everything finalized, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and everything and getting all that ironed out so I can be, I can publish my own material and I can go do my own prof- professional development through my own company. So, um, mm-hmm. but usually like two a year, the first okay. year, 2020, I dropped two, one in July, one in November. Last year, I dropped one, which was in November, and that was when I purchased my company. And then this year, I'm releasing two more. Mm, okay, okay, okay. That's good. Look, can we talk about the business side for a minute? You know, um, you, you know, we mentioned the term edupreneur, so an education entrepreneur, a term that I used when I was starting out 
as a consultant was an intrapreneur, an internal entrepreneur building systems for a school. What was that process like for you building a publishing company? Like, why did you, why did you want to do that? And what might I, like, I have a book too. What if I want to start a publishing company? Like, where would I start? Why would I want to, or need to do that? Yeah. Well, um, for me, you know, my reason may be a little different than others, but the process may be the same. Um, but my reason was I knew I was going to be releasing eight books, which means I knew that, you know, the person who had published my first two books, me and her have a great relationship. I absolutely love, you know, you, you have a relationship with mm -hmm. her as well. She's awesome. But I know that, um, you know, eight books is a lot of books to keep going to someone with. And then you got to figure out their schedule. You got to figure out mm -hmm. your schedule. So I was like, you know, the more time efficient, the more things that I could do independently, the more I could be on my own schedule and release things at my own pace. So mm -hmm. after doing that, uh, releasing two books, I started consulting with some other publishers and things like that, trying to see like, okay, what's the business side of things, you know, and I think having those consultations, having those conversations gave me a lot of uh, knowledge to say, you know what, not only if I became a publishing company, can I publish my books, but then I get the opportunity to give others an opportunity to publish their books as well, you know, mm -hmm. and actually the company. So I thought, so that was a benefit to it as well. So, um, and then once you do have your company established, there's so many different other things you got to do in, in, in the business realm, you know, because if you're only having your books published uh, via, um, I'm not even going to say any names, but uh, just think of the big websites, you know, that mm -hmm. you purchase materials from, they may take some uh, portion of those proceeds. So now you, now you got your company, but now you want to make sure you're making revenue. So may, you may have to get your own website now. And now mm -hmm. you got your own website. Now you got to get traffic to your website. So it's all these different layers of complexity when it comes down to this business. But um, when you have that sound understanding, that holistic understanding of how everything works, then you're able to become a much more uh, business uh, minded individual. Like mm -hmm. I know now I'm releasing in the book, I know, okay, we're going to go heavy on podcasts, heavy on radio interviews to do the promotional uh, efforts for, then following the release, then we're going to do some more promotional efforts just to keep that going mm. and that momentum. Mm. And different business plans like that, you know, okay, I'm releasing this book. Now, which media outlet should I reach out to? Which news station should I touch base with? Which library should I say, hey, you know, DizWiz has a new copy. I know you got the first three, but there's a fourth on the way, you know, and all these other things that you got to do to just build those relationships and wow. create collaborative tapestry of just, um, you know, um, business, business facets mm -hmm. that you just got to, you know, utilize. But I think once you have your own company, uh, it feels good because then you get to sit there and you get to go to venues and get to say, Hey, here's my business card, you know, come talk to me. And now they get to come talk to you versus, you know, you having to, uh, broker a relationship between other folks and stuff like that. So, so man, what I want to publish a new book. How, what, what would, like, what would, um, so it sounds like what I'm hearing is if I wanted to publish with a uh, butcher publishing company called, Oh, the Diz Wiz series. The Diz Wiz series publishing company. I want to write uh, Every Decision Counts too. I can reach out to the Diz Wiz series and say, hey, man, I want to publish my book with you. And then from if I decided to publish with you, you would help me um, edit my trans manuscript, do the graphic design. Are you doing those pieces as well? Everything. Start to finish. Okay. Okay. So that's... I so I, you know, I do it on my own. Like my, my, like I said, that third book, this was Officer Tennessee illustrations and in, uh, internal uh, interior mockup, everything, mm. Walmart, okay. on, you know, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, everything. Like, gotcha. You know, and then the marketing plan and things to go with that. So you, you would have, you know, whatever that structure is. But if I publish it, you, we may have a six week 
checklist or, or eight week promotional campaign type of thing? Yeah, everything can be customized. It's really just okay. what you uh, talk about and what we mm. discuss, what we work on. Then I create a contract or proposal. Then we discuss that, we sign it, and then we, you know, make the works. Okay. Me personally, I'm a person that's, uh, I, I, maybe it's because I had a mentor, but uh, I always was taught like, you want to foster these relationships. So me, I just do upfront costs. You give me the money upfront, whatever you make on your book is on you, you know, mm. and that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's how you do it. So I'm not taking no proceeds. My company will never take any proceeds from any sales that you're making uh, after that transition is made. And you right. Have right, right, so right, right. Like that, approach. that way, you know, because I know me being in that position where I published through a publishing company and that was the format, I loved it because I never had to worry about, oh, I made this sale. Now I got to give 25% yeah. of it yeah this and you know so it just gives you that comfort and since someone kind of led with that and i i liked it so much i want to do the same thing i want to pay that forward to the next people Mm, mm, i like it i like it good deal man well i might have to we might have to talk a little bit more on that that tip too i don't have my next book written but i have a few ideas for for what to do next as well when it comes to to stepping down and, and transitioning from a school leader role school building role you know, was that tough for you? What's what's the hardest part? And, and I think you did it. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways to transition. And yeah, yeah. I'm one that believes that a lot of your momentum is found in the transition. So like those in-between moments in life, that really determines, are you going to go way left or way right? And so yeah, yeah. I feel like we've already discussed this, but you you chose to transition in a very respectful way. That, that you know you're finishing out the school year you're, you're doing you're doing what you're supposed to do you know the yeah, professional yeah. transition but what what's been some of the difficulty or um i guess the tough parts of making that transition for you that's probably one of the best questions i got in a long time man mm. and not a lot of people ask that question so thank you for asking that question because you're absolutely right um i'm a very professional person so everything i do is going to be by the book so of course you know i gave my letter of resignation in way early just to keep prepare them the hardest part was letting my staff know and letting the students know. Mm. And, uh, you know, because uh, especially when you're a building leader, you know, they're like, hey, you know, uh, you're, our, you're our leader. Now you're leaving to go follow, you know, your dreams. Some people are going to respect that. And some people are going to be like, oh, man, you know, I really wanted you to stay here or, mm-hmm. you know. But that may be a little difficult, especially if you got relationships with certain people. I know uh, I had one staff member come in my office and uh, we were talking about it. And man, we ended up, I ain't gonna lie, I don't cry, but uh, we ended up, I shed a tear that <laughs> Just like, you know, you gotta follow your dreams. She's like, she, she supported me so hard and I, I really loved it. And, uh, but knowing that I'm not gonna be there for those kids on a local level is really hard for me because I got an attachment to those kids and uh, many of the staff members mm. that I'm indelible relationships that I would never ever forget in my life and uh, that's going that's that's the most difficult part you know but the also the the next most difficult part is whenever you take a leap of faith right if if you're a, a baby bird in a nest and you're about to jump out that nest and you're about to spread your wings you know that there's a ground mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. and you know that you could fall but at the end of the day that's where faith comes in you know and yeah. that's where being that visionary comes in and that's where all those things that like i said i'm a faithful person and when i feel like god put a um a purpose on your heart i also believe that he provides those provisions for you so when you take that leap of faith those resources are going to come your way and at first i didn't really um when i was on this journey i, I was very religious but i always had a little bit of doubt 
reserved in my mind, like, man, I don't know if this is going to work out. We're just going to try it. And I noticed from the conception of this idea to where I am now, um, God has always provided provision. He's always provided a resource to help me get to the next level, so on and so forth. I would have never known that by doing a uh, interview earlier this year, that it would have led to so many different other opportunities where I got colleges from Texas reaching out to mm. me like, can you come speak to this? When I got other venues coming, reaching out to me like, hey, you know, and that's just been a beautiful thing. I got a two and a half, maybe three page letter from a 20 year military veteran who wow. told me they heard my motivational Monday interview that they regained their faith in humanity. Mm. Email you stuff like that, man. Like no matter how scary it is to chase your dreams, no matter how hard doubt comes and try to bear hug you and be like, oh, look at all these things that could happen. That reiterates, that shakes off the doubt and says, hey, this is the path I got to take. I'm going to man up, puff out my chest, and we're going to confidently walk this path. Mm -hmm. This is the path I'm supposed to be on. And, you know, we go from there. Yeah. And, uh, scary but it's definitely yeah. something doable and feasible and i don't know anybody who's made it to a millionaire level without having to take some type of risk mm -hmm. you know and uh sometimes yeah. you gotta make a risk, especially for your dreams for sure you know and i've done it i've done it before when i was when i was young man didn't know any better you know so i didn't have um you know i didn't have a lot of grass growing beneath my feet i think i left my job when i was 23 or 24 i think i was 24 and um you know jumped in for it and i literally made I, I had a contract for the same amount of money that my bills cost every month. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it was it was tight, you know, it was tight, tight, but it helped me work up and build to a way where eventually I, I've gone back into full time education. But it was a leap that taught me so much about myself. And when you can life is that pendulum, you know, you can only have the success and the rewards as you're willing to experience the fear and the pain. So you've got to have experience one to get the other. So jumping. It's scary, it's scary as ever, but you're you're making a blueprint for the people that come behind you. And all those people that are sending you messages, they're they're looking at you and they're like, man, Rian did it. I can do it. I'm one of those people like, shoot, he's he's written four books. He can do this and that, man. Let me let me get book number two out, you know. Um, so that's that's very well said, man. Um, very well said, very well said. There was something else I was gonna add, but I think you you said enough there. So where do the people go to go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, because uh, when we just talk about dream chasing, right, um, oftentimes, and this is what I want to tell, right, now, I want to say this right now to the person out there who's thinking about chasing a dream, but who's also listening to those doubtful thoughts that keep arising in their minds, right, and sometimes failure reiterates that this dream can't come to fruition to you, that, you know, and what, what I want to tell you is sometimes, you got to take those moments of doubt and cast those aside. You got to give yourself a clean slate and you got to put all those predispositional beliefs that you got about yourself, about your finances, about your abilities, skills, whatever. Put that to the side and just give 100 percent. I remember I was listening to Les Brown speak one time and he said, how many of us have ever given 100 percent to anything? And it was like, even in love, if you love somebody, you usually don't give them 100 percent. You might give mm -hmm. them nine to reserve 10% for yourself just in case it might not work out. And when he said that, I was like, man, like that was absolutely true. And I made at that very moment where I experienced like that aha moment, I said, I'm gonna give 100% to this. Like I'm gonna give 100% no matter, unwavering. You mm -hmm. know, for those of you who are doubting, 
uh, your dreams. You know, I had a lot of uh, setbacks when I wrote my first book. Like I wrote the book two years before it was published. Like I couldn't find nobody to um, publish the book. I couldn't find an illustrator. I went through multiple illustrators, mm -hmm. uh, set up some contracts. Uh, every contract we set up, none of them fell fall, fall through. And uh, like I said, if you keep having that faith and you keep being a faithful person, God's going to provide those provisions. And I'm not trying to get religious, but it's just so true. Because yeah. I remember uh, when I couldn't find an illustrator, I ended up finding one in the most unlikeliest of places. Mm. And it only been the man upstairs that could have made that whole situation happen. And after that, you know, me and you met, I got the publisher, got the illustrations, and then mm. that was it. But, you know, for two years, I had to deal with doubt. I had to deal with, man, I got this idea. I'm not sure if I'm going to bring it into fruition. I got all these obstacles. I'm trying to secure an illustrator. I'm not having um, any progress in this area. And if you just keep that faith and you keep working towards your dreams, I'm telling you, it was the most unlikeliest place where I ended up finding somebody that was like, hey, I can get you an illustrator. This is how it works. And from now, I still use that same illustrator. I still, and I got multiple now on staff. So mm. like, it's, it's so much easier now. But mm. for those first two years of me having that dream, I had to endure and persevere through a lot, especially with just a lot of self-doubt. And I want to tell that future entrepreneur, that future dream chaser who may be thinking about taking that leap of faith, you might just have to believe in yourself more than anybody around you. And no matter what anybody says, no matter what doubt arises, you continue to have that belief and you continue to make that progress. Mm. And uh, taking those steps and it's, your dreams gonna come to fruition you just got to keep going i got nothing left to say I, you can't <laughs> drop the mic we can go on mute so that's look <laughs> we we threw Rian. that's that's a, that's how you wrap it up and now because that was my last question how, how what else do you have to say to the people so like where where can the people go to find you to contact you to connect with you yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Rion Gibson. That's R-H-E-O-N-G-I-B-S-O-N. You can find me on LinkedIn, Rion Gibson. You can find me on Instagram, the Diz Wiz series, the underscore Diz underscore Wiz underscore series. And uh, it's just the Diz Wiz series as well. Um, and something new that I'm doing now that I probably uh, probably should just say as well is, uh, like I said, I started off with the kids' motivational books. Now, lately, I've been gearing more towards the uh, adult uh, especially with the latest release of Remnants, but also um, every other Sunday, I have an Instagram live, me and another author, and mm. we go live and we discuss uh, like healthy relationships. We did that for two weeks, and then last week was friendships. So we talk about different core components that adults uh, would need, you know, um, or not necessarily adults would need, but adults would need to know, like picking the right friends knowing when a relationship is healthy for you, when it's not healthy for you, knowing when a, a financial situation is beneficial for you and when it's not. So, you know, we've been having those conversations for the past month and it's been an amazing experience to, to do that. So if you guys ever want to be a part of that, or want to jump on that Instagram live, feel free to do so. Uh, we welcome everybody and I do follow back. So, you know, feel free to join us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So I feel like we covered so much from from four books to, to transitioning from school leadership, to starting your own publishing company. This is a lot to chew on. I'm really going to enjoy digesting this and, and getting to um, getting to listen back to this. So I know you're going to enjoy sharing this. So if you like this episode, share with your friends, share with those folks that want to write a book, share with the folks that already have a book, share with the folks that want to transition. Go follow us on YouTube at SEO Educators. 
and listen to the Dash podcast on iTunes, Spotify. We'll see you next time. This is the Dash.